Section 61 of Ontario Public School Geography. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Doug Shepherd. Ontario Public School Geography by the Educational Book Company of Toronto, Section 61, Australia and the Islands of the Pacific. Australia. Map Questions. What ocean is east of Australia? West of Australia. What is the name of the large gulf on the north coast? What large indentation is found on the south coast? Name the strait separating Tasmania from the continent. What large island is directly north of Cape York? What large group of islands is situated in the South Pacific Ocean to the southeast of Australia? Are there many large rivers in Australia? Find on the map and name the largest. Judging by the number and size of the rivers, do you think that Australia has a light or a heavy rainfall? Where is it heaviest? Where is the highest land in Australia? In what zones is Australia? Which is warmer, northern or southern Australia? Name the states into which Australia is divided. Judging again by the rivers, which of these states do you think are well watered? Position, size, and people. Australia means the southern land, and the name is well chosen, for Australia is the only continent which lies entirely south of the equator. The Tropic of Capricorn divides the continent into two almost equal parts. Since Australia is in the torrid zone, or close to it, the whole continent has a tropical or subtropical climate. Although the smallest of the continents, Australia is the largest island in the world. Its area is about three-quarters of that of Canada. From east to west it extends for 2,400 miles, a width as great as that of the Atlantic Ocean between Halifax and Liverpool. From north to south it extends a little under 2,000 miles. Australia is an important part of the British Empire, and the colonists from the motherland and their descendants today form a white population numbering about 6,500,000. The aboriginal inhabitants of Australia are a peculiar race somewhat resembling the Negro. The natives are fast dying out, although there are still some 60,000 scattered over the whole continent. The North Coast The whole of the northern coast lies fairly within the tropics. It receives an abundant rainfall, especially during the summer, which is at its height from November to January. During these months a monsoon blows over the Indian Ocean to northern Australia and brings with it heavy rain which provides abundant moisture in the coastal districts. Because of the heavy rainfall and tropical climate, the vegetation of the northern coastal region is very luxuriant. There are dense forests of stately timber trees, among which may be noted valuable cedars and many varieties of gum trees, some of which tower to a height of 400 feet or more. The shores of the Gulf of Carpentaria, which are low and swampy, are fringed with mangroves. Here and there are impenetrable thickets of interlacing vines. The whole region is covered with flowering plants of many varieties. It is particularly noted for its profusion of lovely orchids. The West Coast The West Coast of Australia is not so well watered as the North, as it lies too far south to feel the effect of the monsoons. The southern corner, however, lies in the path of the westerlies during the winter, and therefore receives a fair amount of rain during that season. It has forests of valuable trees, including the jarrah, one of the gum family. 
The timber of this tree is extremely hard and durable, and is much used in Australia as blocks for street paving. In this part of the west coast are many fine farms. The South Coast The Great Australian Bight extends for 1,100 miles along the southern coast. The shore of the Bight is one of the dreariest places in the world. It is fringed with rocky cliffs, unbroken for 700 miles by even a tiny rill of water. There is seldom any rain, for the west wind sweeps along the coast instead of over it, and in any case, the cliffs are too low to cool the wind sufficiently to cause condensation. The south coast, from the Bight to the southeastern corner of the continent, is much more favoured. Here is a narrow coastal plain of fertile soil backed by fairly high mountain ranges. This section in southern Australia and Victoria forms a splendid area of agricultural lands. The island of Tasmania, separated from the continent by Bass Strait, is mountainous. Exposed as it is to the ocean winds, it has an abundant rainfall and a cool, equitable climate. Farming and fruit growing are the main occupations of its people. The East Coast The East Coast of Australia, for the greater part of its length, lies in the path of the southeast trade winds. A range of mountains, called the Dividing Range, parallels the coast. Between the Dividing Range and the ocean lies a rich plain, seldom more than 50 miles wide, and in many places much less. The mountains cool the trade winds sufficiently to cause a heavy rainfall over their eastern slopes and the coastal plain. They are not high enough, however, to condense all the moisture out of the winds so that there is a slight rainfall upon their western slopes as well. Consequently, the eastern slopes and the coastal plains are well timbered, while scattered tree and wide grasslands are characteristic of the western slopes. The most curious feature of the east coast is the Great Barrier Reef. This is a stupendous coral reef, which parallels the coast for a distance of 1,200 miles, making a channel of calm water 30 to 70 miles wide between it and the shore. In places, the reef is 100 miles wide. The ocean rollers break in thundering surf along its outer edge. The inner edge of the reef is like a vast garden. Some of the corals grow in smooth, round masses, others in delicate, leaf-like forms. Others form long, branching stems, others a lacy network like fretted ivory. The diversity of color is even greater than that of form. Vivid greens, rich purples, quiet browns, bright yellows, delicate pinks, and flaming reds blend and contrast in gorgeous profusion. The Interior Australia is shaped much like a shallow plate, the coastal plains and highland forming the edge. The edge of the plate is comparatively narrow all the way around. The high ground bordering the western coast falls slowly away in broad, arid plains toward the center of the continent. This vast area is mainly desert. As you have seen, the trade winds coming from the east lose their moisture in passing over the eastern uplands. When they reach central and western Australia, they are hot, dry winds which parch the ground as they sweep over it. This section of Australia is almost rainless. The eastern uplands slope more steeply toward the center of the continent than do those of the west. As their western slopes receive a little rain from the trade winds, they are fairly well timbered on their upper levels along the courses of the rivers. After the timbered areas come wide rolling downs, producing excellent grass. These are the great grazing lands of Australia, upon which millions of sheep find pasturage. 
the downs pass gradually into arid desert land in which only the sparsest vegetation is found the great australian desert is one of the largest in the world the greater part of it is covered with gray sand in some places level in other places drifted into dunes and ridges much of it is dotted with thorn bushes some areas are covered with stunted trees others are absolutely bare of all vegetation the sun beating down upon the naked earth makes this one of the hottest places in the world the slight rains which fall on the interior slopes of the highland form a number of creeks and rivers which following the slope of the land flow toward the centre of the continent most of them disappear in the thirsty sand long before they reach the centre of the depression in the rainy season some of the larger rivers pour their flood waters into shallow depressions in the central regions these form the lakes of australia the largest are lakes eyre gardiner and torrens all of which are salt for the greater part of the year these so-called lakes are merely large areas of brackish mud covered with a treacherous saline crust rivers Beside the rivers which drain inland, there are numerous streams rising on the eastern side of the ridge and running through the coastal plains to the ocean. These are, without exception, short rivers of comparatively little use for navigation. The Murray, with its long tributaries, the Darling, and the Murrumbidgee, forms the only great river system of Australia. These streams all rise upon the western slopes of the dividing range, and after flowing in a general southwest direction, empty into the southern ocean plants and animals the forests of australia contain many familiar trees such as the beech and the oak the most common family of trees in australia however is the gum tree family or eucalyptus trees of which there are many varieties these trees annually shed their bark instead of their leaves the shreds of dead bark hanging from the trunk give a dismal and gloomy appearance to the forests their leaves, too, instead of lying flat like the leaves of our trees, hang edgewise, so that these trees give little shade. In the mountain valleys, tree ferns are abundant. The grasslands of Australia are extensive and valuable. They produce many kinds of grasses suitable for pasturage. The most remarkable fodder plant of Australia is saltbush, a low spreading plant which flourishes in very dry soil. The shepherd regards saltbush as his one salvation when a drought has parched the ground and withered the grass. Australia is the land of the marsupial, a general term applied to any animal which carries about its young after birth in a pouch of skin upon its body. There are more than one hundred varieties of marsupials in Australia, ranging in size from animals no larger than tiny mice to the big grey kangaroo, which measures six or seven feet from nose to tail. Even more curious than the marsupials are two little animals which lay eggs. One of these is the duck-billed platypus, a water animal about two feet long. Its fur is soft and long and makes beautiful wraps. The other is the spiny anteater. It has a long tongue with which it can lick up the ants on which it feeds. The most hated animal in Australia is the dingo. It is a kind of wild dog which often does serious damage to the flocks of sheep. The birds of Australia are as curious as the animals. Parrots of almost every hue abound in the forest. The lyre-bird has a tail shaped like a lyre. The bower-bird builds a floor of woven twigs near its nest and erects a bower of twigs upon this platform. It brings bright feathers, bones, and shells 
to decorate its bower. There are also birds, the cassowary and the emu, which are much like ostriches. Reptile life abounds in Australia. The whole continent is infested with venomous snakes. Crocodiles live in the northern rivers. Lizards of many kinds are found everywhere. Minerals The mineral wealth of Australia is one of the most striking features of the continent. Every part of the country, with the single exception of South Australia, has large gold-bearing areas. Silver, tin, copper, and coal are also found. End of section 61. Recording by Doug Shepherd.